Hello, and welcome to Your Daily Homily, a ministry of St. Philip the Apostle Parish in Pasadena, California. For more information on today's readings and homilist, please view the show notes below. And now, Your Daily Homily. from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. On a Sabbath, Jesus went to dine at the home of one of the leading Pharisees, and the people there were observing him carefully. He told a parable to those who had been invited, noticing how they were choosing the places of honor at the table. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not recline at table in the place of honor. A more distinguished guest than you may have been invited by him, and the host who invited both of you may approach you and say, give your place to this man. And then you would proceed with embarrassment to take the lowest place. Rather, when you are invited, Go and take the lowest place, so that when the host comes to you, he may say, My friend, move up to a higher position. Then you will enjoy the esteem of your companions at the table. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Then he said to the host who invited him, When you hold a lunch or a dinner, Do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or your wealthy neighbors in case they may invite you back and you have repayment. Rather, when you hold a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. Blessed indeed will you be because of their inability to repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, um, anyway, there was this famous college professor who noticed himself getting dissatisfied with, with uh, what he was doing. He said, what's wrong with me? And he says, you know, everything I've done and all, and I still don't know the meaning of life. So he decides he takes a sabbatical. He says, I'm going I'm to read and research and study and travel, and you know, I'm going to find the meaning to life. And as he does all of this stuff, it all lead, points to the same thing, that there is this holy man who can help you. You, you meet him, and, he, and he, he can help you find out what life really means. So finally, he ends up there after a long time searching. He, he ends up there in this simple little place the man lives. And... and you know, he comes to the door and he opens it and says, how can I help you? And he says, I would like you to teach me the meaning of life. And so he says, come in, let's sit and talk. And they talk for a little while. And the holy man says, you know what? Would you like some tea? I can prepare tea for you. He says, sure, I'd love some. So he prepares and comes out and he gets the pitcher and he puts a cup in front of the guy and he starts pouring the tea pours it till the cup is full, 
and then he keeps pouring. Now the saucer's full. He keeps pouring. Now it spills out onto the table. He keeps pouring. Now it's spilling onto the floor. He keeps pouring. And finally the guy says, stop. What are you doing? And he says, my friend, this cup is you. I can't teach you a thing. You are so full of yourself. Everything you've learned and everything you've accomplished, you have no room left in you for me to teach you anything. If you want to learn the meaning of life, first empty your cup and make room. It's the theme of today's gospel. You know, when Jesus is talking about the theme is essentially about what humility really means, what it, what it means to be humble. You know, the first shall be last, the last shall be first, and so forth. Uh, um, give another story that applies to, to us again. So this man's riding his horse through the night. He's got to go to his destination to get there. He has to go up a mountain and down the other side. And as he's going up, he, it's dark, and he hears a voice out of the darkness from the sky, stop, get off your horse, pick up rocks around you and put it in your pocket. They said, well, you know, voice came from the sky, you better do what it says. <laughs> so he does it. A second time he's riding further on and it happens again, put the rocks in your pocket. Third time he's getting closer to the top. Put the rocks in your pocket. Now, as he starts going down the other side finally, and it starts to get lighter, he's noticing these rocks are rubbing against his legs and they hurt. So he says, well, I've got to relieve some of that. So he pulls one out, throws it away. Oh, neglected one thing. Every time the voice told him, put up rocks, pick up rocks, it told him, in the morning, you will be sad, but you will be glad. What's that? Second time, you'll be sad and you'll be glad. And so all three times. So he starts throwing out rocks as he's going down. And then this one hurts over here. Let me throw another one out. That feels better. That still hurts. Let me throw another one out. Let me throw another one out. And he's getting, when he finally gets toward the bottom and the light's coming and it's going to be daylight again, guess what? He reaches into his pocket and there's only one left. And he said, if I notice this for the first time, I have noticed this before. Those rocks feel funny. Uh, and in the daylight now, he can see he pulls it out, and guess what? It's not a rock. It's a diamond. And that whole time, he was throwing out diamonds. <laughs> well, he was sad for the amount that he threw out, but he was glad that he still had one. <laughs> now, what does that have to do with anything? Well, it will simply, you know... The guy riding up the horse stands for us in life. Going up the mountain stands for our childhood. And when we're growing up, you know, we're being told, be this, be that, be generous, be kind, be honest, be truthful, be patient. All of these things that we're told, even we don't understand why as kids, where, you know, we're learning, these are things you need to have in life uh, as you're growing up. Till we get to the top, and then we hit adulthood. Now we have to decide, what are we going to do with these things we've been told we have to have? And as we come to adulthood uh, and start down the other side, it's unfortunate, but we start throwing things away. You know? Uh, uh, truthfulness. Well, politicians lie. Why can't I? 
you know, my, makes life a little bit easier sometimes to, to, to tell a lie, just him, get that out of the way. Throw one out. Honesty. Everybody cheats sometimes, you know, whether it's taxes or whether it's tests in school, uh, you know, it's just sometimes it's just what you have to do to keep up. Throw another one out. Patience. Yeah, I know I'm supposed to be patient, but that guy just cut me off. Throw another one out. Or my children, they never learn. How come they don't learn? Throw another one out. You know, back to honestly. Do you know what I just heard last week? I was astounded by it. I guess it's online, but I read an article about it. Anybody eat at Chipotle? Do you know they are selling lemon-scented candles in water cups? I guess you have to order it online. Now, why, why would they be doing that? Because of the number of people who think they're smarter than they are, pull it themselves, and they ask for a water cup because the water and the lemonade are both on the same spout <laughs> at the drink. So they ask for a water cup, and then they fill it up with lemonade and say, ha-ha, I didn't have to pay the $2 for it. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? So that's, you know, if I ask how much of... What is your middle name? Pick and save or, or no, that's sorry, it's big lots now. You know, you sell out your honesty for two dollars. That's all it was worth to you. Your integrity, that's all it was worth to you. Two dollars. Throw another one out. How about kindness? Yeah, I know we're supposed to be kind, but that one was mean to me. So I can be man bad. Throw another one out. So when you get to the bottom, if you only had one virtue left to hang on to and we're taking out faith hope and love because those are the theological virtues everybody's going to say love of course put those aside and if you only had one left and you said this is the one i need which one would you pick tell you what the gospel says today the gospel says the one you should pick is humility that's the one that you should pick why because that's how Jesus identified himself. Learn from me because I am meek and humble of heart. How he identified himself. I did not come to be served, but I came to serve humility. Last supper, he gets down on his hands and knees, and what does he do? Washes their feet. Humility. When he's in the Garden of Gethsemane, he says, Father, I know what I want, but not what I want, but what you want. Humility, that's the one that we identify him with, our God who humbled himself before us. That's the one you had to pick. That's, that is, is the one I would pick above all. In fact, St. Augustine in his writings at one point says, the foundation of any true religion is humility. Humbling yourself because how do you stand before God if you don't stand before him humbly? What are you going to stand before God? Ha ha, look at me. In fact, he told a parable. Jesus told a parable about it. The Pharisee and the publican. You remember that? That the Pharisee stands in the temple and prays, and I thank you that I'm not like other people. You know, I have this, and I do this, and I pray this, and I fast, and I do all of this stuff. Thank you for making me better than other people. And the publican just says, keeps his head down, he can't even pick his head up, and says, Lord, have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. That one went home justified, and the other one did not, because he approached God after he 
emptied his cup. You know, it's part of our faith. We don't know. We look right past it, but it's part of our faith. Do you know what the at ordination, when the ordination rite starts, we start, you know, it's in, it takes place in a mass. But when the ordination rite starts, the first thing you do, do you know what I'm going to say? You can't, you can't, you sit there, you can't hear. You can't understand, sorry. We can never get that speaker working, be able to hear. The first thing we do is prostrate ourselves. And they do the whole litany of the saints while you're laying face down on the floor to remind you that, that well, it's supposed to make it in our brain firmly. You're, you know, you're entering a job of service, not of being somebody's boss, but of, but of being servants, and that's what your life is for. It's supposed to remind you of that. But that's not the only time we have to do that. It's amazing. You know, when we enter Good Friday liturgy, we process in silence up the aisle, and again, the priests, the deacons were Good Friday. First thing we do, process, get right to here. And what do you do? Prostrate. Lay down flat on the ground. And the interesting thing is, without saying a word, because everybody is standing when we walk in, without saying a word, everybody kneels. We don't say anything, and everybody kneels because they know Good Friday, he died for us. We have to approach him humbly. And everybody gets it without a word. But even on, even on Sunday, how do we start Mass? With humility. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned. We approach, we start Mass with humility. It's just that that's the one thing. If you had to keep that one diamond in your pocket, I would say, for God's sake, hang, hang on to that. Because if you want to approach God, you have to empty your cup. You have to approach him with humbly. What are you going to say, Lord? That's why I'm, well, you know, that's what Lucifer did. I want to be equal to you. So if you want to be him, <laughs> you want to be the devil, hang on, hang on to that false pride and, and don't humble yourself. Now, we are approaching, again, because we took a couple months off for the summer, approaching again the beginning of Friends in Faith. Last year we had about 250 people who took uh, part in it. Uh, um, Friends in Faith, you know, it's our small faith project, small faith communities project, where you meet with a group weekly to, to talk about your faith. And we put topics on the table and so forth, we prepare videos short, you know, it's supposed to be seven to ten minutes maximum. I, I'm just going to tell you, having been in a priest group for 17 years now, it's, it's funny, because, you know, you, you, we got together in La Quinta last week, and it's funny when all the priests get together, because everybody thinks they're the cleverest, and everybody thinks they're the funniest, and everybody thinks they got the answer to everything, you know, and you see a lot of pride there. Big heads, I hope not small hearts. <laughs> but you get, we get together in our group, and all of that goes out the window. All of it goes out the window because when you have to be vulnerable with people that you've grown in trust with and tell them things that are going on or things that are troubling you or things that are affecting your spiritual life, you face that humbly. And, and it grows. The longer I've been in the group, the more that has grown. There's no faking them out or making yourself big. They know each other. And that's, you know, had that, had that uh, um, experience. 
now listening to some of the people who part, were part of Friends in Faith last year, that as your group gets to know each other, you become more vulnerable, which is a good thing because it makes you, helps you to be more humble. We'll be picking it up again in October. Well, we will be promoting throughout September, uh, signing people up and stuff, and, we'll, and then we'll, we'll begin again in October. It is, I'm telling you, for spiritual life, growth and spiritual life, I think it's one of the best things you can do, is, is not to say, oh, I'm going I'm to uh, um, do it by myself. You know, what good stuff ever comes only by yourself? Try and, try and do family by yourself. <laughs> not with the whole family together. Try and do work, just me. I don't need anybody else. Doesn't, none of that works. Same thing's true with spirituality. So I'm going to ask you to think about that. But it does require us. And you remember, when we do this, Friends in Faith, the five biblical principles. Worship, evangelization, fellowship, discipleship, ministry. We do fellowship and ministry really well. The rest we have to keep building up to keep a, keep a balanced spiritual life. But again, the foundation of that is humility. The foundation of it is humility. So during this week, you know, say if we're going to do anything in this week, take time to think about that. But when you pray, remember first thing to do before you pray to God, empty your cup. Make room for God to give you what he wants to give. Amen. Thank you for joining us at Your Daily Homily. For information on St. Philip the Apostle Parish or to support this ministry, please click on the links provided. Until our next time together, be safe and God bless.